السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام عليك إن الحمد لله حمدا يوافي نعمه ويكافئ مزيده اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضاء وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الأخيار ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم وإياي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله تقوى الله الذي لا يقبل غيرها ولا يرحم إلا أهلها ولا يثيب إلا عليها وأحسن يرحمكم الله إن رحمة الله قريب من المحسنين. All praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa taala, the Creator of the heavens and the earth, the uh, the one who truly has life, al-hayyul qayyum, the living and self-subsistent, the one who gives life to His creation and brings them out of non-existence into existence, subhanahu wa taala. وَلَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ And there is nothing like Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. We bear witness that He is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one, the singular, the unique. And we bear witness that He is our Lord and that there is no God except Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. And we bear witness that our noble and beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam is His final Prophet and Messenger who was sent to all of humanity to bring them from the depths of darkness into the light and to save them from da damnation and bring them to salvation and to give them access to everlasting bliss in the hereafter. Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi. My beloved community, I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to have taqwa of Allah jalla jalaluh, and that this taqwa, this mindfulness of Allah that exists in the hearts and that manifests in our words and in our actions and in our states and in all that we do is the currency of the akhirah. It is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, judges us based on and it is what we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with and it is our provision for the akhirah. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَتَزَوَّدُوا فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ الزَّادِ التَّقْوَى Increase in your provisions, prepare yourself for the best provision is taqwa. When we reflect on the life and the teachings of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, and we reflect upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's commandments and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's verses of the Qur'an, Allah Jalla Jalaluh gives us access to the true meanings of things. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, when he came and he taught the Sahaba, Radiallahu Anhum Ardahum, he often would teach them about concepts that they were familiar with 
in the sense of the life of this world. And he would then teach them a new understanding of that concept so that they could truly have access to real knowledge. For example, the Prophet ﷺ, often as an educational device, a didactic device that he would use to teach people, and out of the brilliance of his methodology, ﷺ, he would often ask the Sahaba questions. So he would say, for example, Man al Muflis, who is the bankrupt person? Who is the person that you would consider bankrupt? And they would say, O Messenger of Allah, the one who is Muflis, the one who is bankrupt, according to our understanding, someone who doesn't have money. And the Prophet وسلم, he would then give them a deeper understanding of that meaning. And he said, the bankrupt person is someone who comes with good deeds on the day of resurrection, yet he has harmed this person, insulted that person, uh, injured another person. So all of these people come and they start to take from his good deeds until he has no good deeds left. And if he still has harmed more people, then they give him of their evil deeds. And then he has entered into the fire. That is the person who is truly bankrupt. Because a person in this world, money is not the definition of honor or dishonor. But true honor and the true understandings are understandings rooted in our connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our belief in Allah Jalla Jalalu and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. So from this vantage point, when we look at the Qur'an and when we look at the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, Sayyidul Akwan, we see an understanding of life that is very different from the understanding of the people of dunya from the people of worldliness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اسْتَجِيبُوا لِلَّهِ وَلِلْرَسُولِ إِذَا دَعَاكُمْ لِمَا يُحْيِيكُمْ وَاعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ يَحُولُ بَيْنَ الْمَرْءِ وَقَلْبِهِ وَأَنَّهُ إِلَيْهِ تُحْشَرُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O believers, respond to Allah and His Messenger when he calls you to that which gives you life. When he calls you to that which gives you life. And know that Allah stands between a person and his heart and that to him you will all be gathered. So we see in this noble verse of the Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us that the da'wah, the invitation of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam and he is sent on, he's sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the invitation is to that which gives you life. And this is a life of the heart. It's not physical life. Everyone on the face of the earth, even animals, we would consider that they have this physical life. But that's not enough in and of itself. That the Prophet sallallahu when we respond to Allah and His Messenger, then the Prophet sallallahu gives us access to true life, the life of the heart. And how many people, if we look with uh, contemplation and we look with mercy at our brothers and sisters in humanity, how many people might seem to have all of the expressions of living, of life in this world, yet they've never tasted true life. 
How many people are actually living in this world, yet they feel trapped? As one of the Sahaba, he said to, as he was sent as a messenger by the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, what is this religion about? What are you inviting us to? He said, we are inviting you to the worship, uh, instead of worshiping creation, we are inviting you to the worship of the Creator, Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And we are inviting you away, away out of injustice that is by the measure of created beings to the justice of Islam that is revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we are inviting you out of the constriction of the dunya into the expansiveness of the life of this world and the hereafter. True life. Istajibu lillahi wa lirrasuli idha da'akum lima yuhyikum. And we need to really consider how do we give people access to this life? How do we convey on behalf of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alihi Wasallam who came with the sweetness of Iman Iman A person has tasted, has experienced Iman who is content with Allah as his Lord to really experience that. Not just lip service. We say it in our adhkar. But when it is something that permeates a person's very being, then it's a very different experience. Who is pleased with Allah as their Lord, Islam as their religion, and the Prophet Muhammad as their prophet and messenger. When a person experiences that at the very core of their being, they have tasted the sweetness of Iman. And those who taste the sweetness of Iman, those are the ones who have tasted true life. The life of the heart, the life of the soul. This is why the Salihin, they said, if the people of the dunya, tyrannical people who want control of all of the nice things in the world, if they knew the ecstasy, the pleasure we felt in Qiyam al-Layl, they would try to kill us to take it from us. But the beautiful thing is that it's open. It's not dunya. Dunya is limited. Worldly things are limited. But the door to access nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if Allah gave every created being everything they could ever ask for in this life and the hereafter, it would not decrease from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has. And we also see in another verse of the Quran that Allah jalla jalalu continues to confirm this meaning and make it even more deeply rooted in our understanding so that we can seek it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَوَمَنْ كَانَ مَيْتًا فَأَحْيَيْنَاهُ وَجَعَلْنَا لَهُ نُورًا يَمْشِي بِهِ فِي النَّاسِ كَمَنْ مَثَلُهُ فِي الظُّلُمَاتِ لَيْسَ بِخَارِجٍ مِّنْهَا كَذَلِكَ زُيِّنَ لِلْكَافِرِينَ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Can the one who was dead and to whom we gave life and we gave him a light with which he walks among the people be compared to someone who is in complete darkness from which they will never emerge? Are the two people equal? And what does it mean that this person was dead and Allah brought him back to life and gave him a nur? And is that nur, it's a, it's a nur that emanates from the heart and the soul. And the scholars of tafsir, they say that this verse, it could have been about Sayyidina Hamza, the uncle of the Prophet sallallahu that this is in reference to him that when he became Muslim, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said we gave him life. We brought him back to life. And we gave him a light with which he walks among the people. Then the believer who has tasted this true life, it emanates from them. And it lights up the way for others. But that has to be tasted by the believer. And is that person compared to someone who is in complete darkness and never emerging from that? Can you really say that that person, and they might have everything that, uh, uh, of worldliness that people aspire to have, money and fame and all that, that people are deluded into thinking is actually valuable. But it can be a test for that person. It can be a source of great uh, uh, woe and, and, and sadness for that person. Yet the one who has tasted true life, who has been brought back to life, the one who is given a light from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's the person who is truly alive. That is the person who is truly of benefit. So we can't let life pass us by without tasting these realities. As Shaykh Yahya was saying yesterday in the Mawlid, that it is part of futuwa to realize, to have joy, to taste an, a, a real happiness, not to, not to force yourself to have the happiness, but to really feel a sense of privilege at the fact that we're able to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah has privileged us, that when we get up and pray, when we mention Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name, there are faith traditions who've lost the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us in every surah, in every ayah, that we have access to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name and we're able to recite his words the noble Qur'an, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is a great honor. And that Allah outwardly were made of the earth, but inwardly Allah adorned us with a soul. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had the angels bow down to Adam alayhi salam, the ulama say that's due to the honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed in Bani Adam. And some of the ulama, they say that when Allah taught Adam alayhi salam the names, it's an indication of this knowledge that brings us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That the human being was given a, uh, the possibility, was given the potential for knowing Allah in a unique way that other created beings were not given. So we can't let this life pass us by. You know, they say you only live once and they want you to only live once in a dunya we sense. But the believer looks at it from a different way. Is that your opportunity to access true life only exists in this world. And if you access it, and it's the life of the heart, and it's the life of iman, and it's a life that takes from the life of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, the greatest servant of al-hayy subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who is the closest to al-hayy in nearness and in honor. So he has the true meanings of life for a created being to have. And anyone who is alive in their iman is alive to the degree that they are following and connected to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And these verses about coming back to life, they came back to life by being connected to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And other ulama say that this verse is about Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu anhu wa ardah. So we should taste these meanings. We should seek these meanings. We should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us true life.
to grant us to taste the sweetness of Iman, to give us the life of the heart and soul. And that is, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that the soul is from the command of Allah, وَمَا أُوْتِيْتُمْ مِنِ الْعِلْمِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا And you've only been given a little bit of knowledge, but when a person experiences that, and they experience nearness to Allah and the sweetness of loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and loving His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and Allah unlocks for them the realities of faith, then that is true life. And we should seek it. And anything else in this world and in the next is nothing other than death. Even if people have the image of being alive, that's not true life. And when we experience it and we dedicate ourselves to seeking it and we devote ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who gives it to his servants, to whomever he wills from his servants, then we also have to want that for our brothers and sisters in humanity. And we have to be like of those who the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam said, بَلِّغُوا عَنِّي وَلَوْ آيَة Convey on my behalf, even if it is one verse. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who are truly living. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us a life of iman, a life of ihsan, a life of ma'rifah, a life of knowing him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that life, even when a person's life in this world ends, that meaning of life doesn't end. That meaning of life doesn't end. If anything, it only increases. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. Wallahu yaqulu wa qawluhu al-haqqul mubin. وَإِذَا قُرِئَ الْقُرْآنُ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنصِتُوا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ وَقَالَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِيُّ إِنَّا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ شَاهِدًا وَمُبَشِّرًا وَنَذِيرًا وَدَاعِيًا إِلَى اللَّهِ بِإِذْنِهِ وَسِرَاجًا مُنِيرًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the translation of which is, O Prophet, indeed we have sent you as a witness and a bearer of good news and a warner and one who invites to Allah by his command and a luminous lamp and a shining light, a shining light that lights the way for us, a shining light that shows us how to access this life in our servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Azim wa nafa'na bima fihi min al-ayati wa dhikr al-Hakim wa ajarana min khizihi wa adabihi al-Alima qulu qawli hatha wa astaghfirullah al-Azim li wa lakum wa li walidina wa li jami' al-Muslimin fa astaghfiruh innahu huwa al-Ghafur al-Rahim Seek Allah's forgiveness, indeed He is forgiving and merciful. إن الحمد لله حمدا يليق بجلال وجهه وعظيم سلطانه ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله 
لا إله إلا الله وأكثر من الصلاة والسلام على البشير النذير والسراج المنير سيدنا محمد فإن الله أمركم بأمر بدأ فيه بنفسه وثن بملائكة المسبحة بقدسه وآيها بالمؤمنين تعميما فقال مخبرا وآمرا لهم تكريما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وعلى الخليفة من بعده المختار وصاحبه وأنيسه في الغار مؤازر رسول الله في حالي الساعة والضيق خليفة رسول الله سيدنا أبي بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه وعلى من نشر العدل في الآفاق فاشتهر الذي رفع الله له القدر فيما أنزل على خير البشر حليف المحراب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه وعلى الناصح لله في السر والإعلان من استحيت منه ملائكة الرحمن محي الليالي بتلاوة القرآن ذي النورين أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه وعلى أخ النبي المصطفى وابن عمه ووليه وباب مدينة علمه إمام أهل المشارق والمغارب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه وعلى الحسن والحسين سيدي شباب أهل الجنة في الجنة وريحانتي نبيك بنص السنة وعلى أمهما الحوراء فاطمة البتول الزهراء وعلى خديجة الكبرى وعائشة الرضا وأمهات المؤمنين وعلى الحمزة والعباس وسائر أهل بيت نبيك الذي طهرتهم من الدنس والأرجاس وعلى أهل بدر وأهل أحد وأهل بيعة الرضوان وعلى سائر الصحب الأكرمين ومن تبعهم بهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضاء إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا حي يا قيوم احيي القلوب تحيا واصلح لنا الاعمال في الدين والدنيا او الله we ask you O living and self-subsistent, Ya Hayyu, Ya Qayyum, we ask you, Ya Allah, that you bring our hearts back to life. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you grant each and every one of us and all those listening, we ask you, Ya Allah, that you grant each of us hearts that are alive and that you allow us to taste the sweetness of your remembrance and nearness to you and believing in you and following in the footsteps of your beloved messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahbihi Wa Sallam. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you make us keys that open the doors of goodness and benefit for humanity and that you make us locks and barriers against evil and harm Ya Akram al-Akrameen we ask you Ya Allah that you ennoble us and honor us through your grace and your favors to be a means of others having access to this life and being connected to you and to your beloved messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahbihi Wa Sallam we ask you Ya Allah that you spread the lights of guidance into the hearts of and homes of our neighbors and our colleagues and our
our friends and our family members and people throughout this nation and throughout the globe, Ya Akram al Akramin. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you protect us from harm and sickness and the difficulties and the calamities that we are currently facing globally and specifically. We ask you, Ya Allah, to protect us and our loved ones from all of that. And we ask you, Ya Allah, for a speedy relief and alleviation, Ya Akram al Akramin. And we ask you, Ya Allah, to, that we witness the ease after this difficulty and that we witness multiple eases and the great manifestations of your gentleness and your uh, mercy in the ease that you bring after this calamity and difficulty. Ya Akram al-Akrameen wa Ya Arham al-Rahimeen. وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين عباد الله إن, إن الله أمر بثلاث ونهى عن ثلاث إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر